Welcome. Today we're going to uh, learn Pasha Sekev. But before I start, I'd just like to point out something. Um, a number of people have told me that back in uh, a couple of weeks ago, Pasha's Matas Masay, we, we made uh, two separate videos, one for Matas and one for Masay, because in other years they don't always come together. So a number of people have told me that they didn't realize that there was a separate video for Masay, so they just saw the one on Matas. So, and you know, we discussed some interesting topics in Masay, and uh, whoever is interested um, can go back and check it out. I'm just saying that, that you may have wanted to see it, but you didn't know there was, uh, that you may have thought it was all in one video, and I finished with Matas, you thought that was it. But no, there's a video on Masay. Okay, very good. So this week's Parsha, so Moshe says to Klal Yisrael, your eyes have seen all the great things that the Rabbi Shalom did. Now this is talking on the last day of his life, and he's standing on the threshold of Eretz Yisrael, Harvest Mayav, and he's talking to the people, and who are these people? These are, oh, the whole Dar Midbar has died. This is a new generation. So how could he say to a new generation that your eyes saw all the Nefloyas that happened in the Midbar of Mitzrayim? How could he say that to them? I mean, they didn't. They were born later. So really, this brings us back to a topic that we've discussed a number of times. Um, and Yisrael talked about it at length, and other times also, that there's an Indian of a Klal. The Gemara says in Torah, Einat Sibur Mesim. So therefore, let's say, Klal Yisrael, the Klal did an Avera, it did the Egel. So, so the Klal doesn't die, the Klal is, continues. We are all part of the Klal. We are cells of the body. The cells change, but the body remains the same. So the Klal has, uh, we see also before Tak in, in, in Pashas V'Zchanan, Moshe says, The bris was made not only with our fathers, not with our fathers, but with us. The bris was made that everybody's here alive, not with your, not only with the, with the, with your fathers. So that's the idea that the bris was made with the klal, and the klal never dies. Klal Yisrael today is the same klal Yisrael that stood at Har Sinai. Just individuals died. There were the cells changed. You know, in the body over a period of seven to ten years, all the cells in the body changed, but it's the same person. So, you know, we're not going to get into this at great length. So, and just as there is uh, um, an Avera of a cloud, is we're all responsible for it, because we are still the same cloud. And just like a bris that's made with a cloud is still valid today, because the bris was made with the cloud, and we are the cloud, the cloud also has a memory. And this is what we spoke about other times. The cloud remembers. So that's what he's saying over here. He's talking to you as a klal, not as yechidim. Every person as a yachid, you know, did he see it, did he not see it? No. But, but, the, but the klal saw it, and you are that klal. So you could say to them, Eneichem Arayas. Now, now we come to the parsha Bahoyam Shemoya. 
ויום שמואל תשמואל מצווי סי שאנוכי מצווה אסכם היום לאהבת השם לוקח מלאו דוי בכל ואבכם בכל נפשכם. So first I would like to say something about an observation that ויום שמואל is said in the second person plural. He's talking to you, to you he's talking about the plural. לבבכם, it says לקשתם לא ישראל ידכם, it's all plural. And the Pasha of Shema is said בלשן יוחד. It's said in the second person singular. ואהבתו, you know, you should love, right? You singular, not ואהבתם. It's said in singular, so why is Shema said in לשן יוחד, and why is ואהבתם שמה said in לשן רבים? So it brings us to the same reason, because V'hayim Shemaya is a bris, it's a, it's a, it's a promise. V'hayim Shemaya Tishmu, then Nesati Taratzchem B'Tayar Malkash, then it's going to happen, like B'cho Koysai says, if you listen to B'cho Koysai Talaychu, then everything will be good. Individual things is always, you could say, a person went up to, uh, climbed up, and uh, his father told him to climb up, and he did Kibrab, and he did Shluch HaKan, and then he fell down, and, and he died. So the Gemara says that the reward will come in Oilam Abba. So by, when it comes to Yechidim, you don't know how to cheshman it. <coughs> sometimes we reward it here, sometimes later, sometimes not in But <coughs> when it comes to the klal, and there's a bris with the klal, it's a promise, and it has to happen. So, so, so in the Pasha of Ayim Shemaya, he's saying that if you're going to listen as a klal, plural, if all of you as a group are going to be you know, obedient to the Rabbani Shalom, you're going to do what he wants, then the Nasatim Taratzachem, that is, you could take it to the bank. It's going to happen. There's no, no Terutzim of Oilam Abba, nothing. This is a promise, no Oilam in this world, that you will be rewarded, Nasatim Taratzachem, Bithi, Yor Malkash, and the Yudasafdagun. Everything is in this world. Everything, this is a promise. So over here, it can't be Beloshin Yochid, because Beloshin Yochid is not necessarily a promise. It's not, it could be interpreted another way. Maybe it's Elam But Shema Yisrael is talking about the individual responsibilities. No there's no promise there. It's telling you, as a Yochid, you have a mitzvah, this is what you have to do. So that's Beloshin Yochid. Each of us individually is commanded to do that. But when it's talking about a promise, that what's going to be, that promise has to be Belosh and Rabbim. If, if in general the Klal is good, then, then the promise will be fulfilled. Now, you have to love the Rabbi Shalom. So I'd like to talk about this. How do you come to love the Rabbi Shalom? How do you develop a love for the Rabbi Shalom? So the Rambam asked this question, in Sefer HaMitzvahs, and he asks this question, and he says that Torah, he says that the mitzvah of Abbas Hashem, how do you get to that? He says, you look around at the world, and you see the magnificent world that the Rabbi Shalom created, created, miyad, you're going to love it, miyad, right away. And in, in Sefer HaMitzvahs, it says the same thing, a little bit of maybe a stronger language. He says, when you look around at the world, also I think mentions over there the Torah, and you look at the wonders that the Rabban Shalom did, it's inevitable, you must love him. So, I, I don't understand how does looking at what the Rabban Shalom did force you to love him. It may force you to admire him, to be in awe, to say, if you see somebody does something fantastic, do you love him? 
Do you love him? You admire him. Person makes a beautiful painting or 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 a beautiful building. Say, oh wow, look what you did, right? But do you love this person? No. So so the Rebbeinu just has it on a greater scale. He created the universe. Oh, he created the universe. And look at all these wonders that he made. So that means that that you love him. So I want to say pshat in this. The Rambam says in, in Shmaina Prakim, he says it also extensively in Mar Nebuchan, but I don't think he ever says it as, as, as strongly as he says it in Shmaina Prakim at the beginning of the fifth parak. What is, what is the chiv of a person? What is a person supposed to do? Rambam says as I. That, that this you have to take only There's only one goal. Everything that you do, all your koiches should be directed at one goal. To the extent of your ability, to the extent of your, 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 your intellectual powers, you have to come to as much as possible to be masik the Hashem. Everything he does, Everything is for Yediyas Hashem. Ashla yeh befulaisav davar mepoyle hevel. What does what does hevel mean? What does hevel? The Rambam says, "Rutsayni loimer poyel shloyovi el oisa el zoisa tachlis." Anything which does not lead you to the tachlis of asog of Yediyas Hashem, that's hevel. Okay, it says more, but that's enough. That's enough. So, so everything is Yediyas Hashem. So I want to explain this. Why? So this. So we're getting back to the question of what's the purpose of creation? Why did the Rebbe Hashem create the world? I think we spoke about this in Parshas Bereishis, but the Gemara says in Brachas, the Gemara says in Brach. I mean, why did he want to create the world? Why did he need to create the world? Anytime you want and need something, it means that there's a void that needs to be filled. If you have no voids, you don't have any wants, you don't have any needs. person is not missing anything. Why does he want anything? So we talk about the Rabbanu Shalom Kaviyachol. When you talk about his wants and his needs, they, they mean something else. He wanted to create the world. What does that mean? So the Gemara says in Brachas, and Daf Tess, I think, that that ain't sor kelikeno. The Gemara says ain't sayer kelikeno. The Rebbeinu is the divine artist. The Rebbeinu is the creator, not because he created the world. The Rebbeinu created the world because he is the creator. This is one of the midas of the Rebbeinu that the Rebbeinu is a creator, and therefore he creates. Who knows what he created? We know our world to to a certain extent. We know our world. But who knows how many other worlds he created that have no, no resemblance at all to our world? Who knows? But the Banshem is a creator. He creates. So he created the world. He's an artist. He's the divine artist. He created this world. That's what he did. So he didn't create the world because he had a need for something, because there was a void. He created the world because he's a creator, because it's his midah. His midah is to create, so he created this world. This is his masterpiece, one of his masterpieces. This is a fantastic masterpiece. 
The Medjashtan Chuma adds something else to this. Medjashtan Chuma says that when a, a human artist creates a painting, he praises the painting. When the Rabban Shalom creates a painting, the painting praises him. Like, you know, Rembrandt makes a painting and he examines his work and he takes a look and says, hmm, I did a good job over here, look at this. Look at, look at how we use light and brushwork and foreshortening and I did a very good job. He praises his painting. When the Rabban Shalom creates a, creates a painting, the painting praises him. That means the Rabban Shalom creates a world which is not only a physical world, a world which is uh, um, insentient. The Bansham creates a world that has people, that have intellect, that have Bechira, and they can recognize him. This is, this is way beyond. He created a masterpiece that the masterpiece itself is able to recognize the painting. The painting can recognize the painter, which is fabulous. But he could have made a world with people, with intellect. He'd be Megala himself to them, and they would recognize him. It would also be fantastic, you know. No painter can do such a thing. He made a world where the people have intellect, and they see the Rabbi he's Megala himself, and they recognize him. Fantastic. But he did more. He made a world where he's not Megala himself, and he gave people Bechira, and the people through their Bechira, can recognize the Rabbani Shalom, which takes the masterpiece to another level completely, where, where he gave them free choice, and they have the ability to recognize him or not recognize him, and that's what he wants. He wants that you should recognize him of your own Bechira, and that is the fulfillment of the masterpiece. This is his vision. This is what he wants. This is the artistic design to create a world that can recognize the artist, the creator. Now, unbelievable. So now, what happens if people, and that's really the explanation of the whole goal of Mashiach, because the, 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 the idea of Mashiach is that at the end, the whole world should, the whole world should recognize him. But how is that going to happen? So if we call Chayev, then then he'll come because it's forget it, nobody's going to recognize him. So he might as well be Megal himself. At least you'll have, you know, instead of having 100% fulfillment, you'll have a 90% fulfillment, the last part won't be fulfilled. But meanwhile, this whole time, with this, the struggle of our goals is to come to the point where the whole world will recognize the Rabbi Nishlam without him being Megal himself to, to us. It comes a case or a certain point where it's not going to happen. So at, in a certain sense, the, the painting is a failure. It's not what the Shalom, fully what the Rabbani Shalom wanted. But it's not the Rabbani Shalom's failure because he designed it this way. He designed it that people should have Bechira. And if they exercise the Bechira properly and they do recognize the Rabbani Shalom, then you have 100% fulfillment of the masterpiece of their own Bechira. If they don't, then maybe it's only 95%. And, and it's just not, not, not completely, but this is the way the Rabbi designed it. It's not, he, he gave away the choice. He gave it away to people. You have the Bechira. It's up to you. Either you do it or you don't. If you do it, then it's completely fulfilled. If you don't, then it's not fulfilled. So you think to yourself, I want to give the Rabbi a gift. What can I give the Rabbi Something A true gift. What can I give him that he doesn't have? 
The truth is, you could give the Rabbani Shalaylam a gift which is beyond everything. You could give the Rabbani Shalaylam the hashlama of his design. You could give him the 100% fulfillment of the Bria Sa'ilam. That's what you could give him. And without you, he doesn't have it. Because you have the Bechira. It's in your power. If you give it to him, he has it. If you don't give it to him, he doesn't have it. Yediyas Hashem means that we should look around the world with Bechira and we should say and, and search for the Rabbani Shalom and find him as much as we can with our Bechira. That is the Hashlama of the Bria and that is a gift that we could give him that without us he would not have it. So if we look at the world and not stam, oh, nice tree, but look at the world with understanding that this is debris of the Rabbani Shalom, this is Ein Tzayr Kelekeinu, then you've given him a phenomenal gift. And we know, it says in the Svarim, it's in the whole world knows, that the ones to whom you give are the ones that you love. The more you give, the more you love. So if you talk, come, come to Yediyas Hashem, you've given the Rabbani Hashem a tremendous gift, then you're going to love him. Because you've given him so much, then you're definitely going to love him. This is the mitzvah, Avas Hashem. This is what Avas Hashem is. Not looking at an admiration. Understanding that this is what the Rabbani Hashem wants from us, that we should recognize him. And then, if we do that, then we've given him a gift, and then you have no choice. We have to love him. You have, you have, I see, I see sometimes people that uh, work with, with these severely, um, you know, developmentally, you know, retarded, I don't say the word retarded, so t- children that, that, that don't have, um, not really conscious or, or, or cognizant, and they work with them and take care of them. I've seen this sometimes, and, and, diff- and, and, and the love that the nurses have for them is incredible. And this, like, because you, the more you give, it's so much that you give to this child, they love. They always love. Okay, good. Now, Lavas Hashem Alakechem. So Rashi says like this. Shaloi Taimar, I just want to say over something that I heard from the Mashgiach. Shaloi Taimar, Harayan Eloimid Bishvil Shay Yosher. I don't want to be rewarded by being rich. Bishvil Shay. Ikori Rav, people call me Yerov, Shoshet Kabul Schar, Kol Mashetase Asum Ava. Anything to fulfill all the messages should be done by Ava. Vesoifa covered Lavoi. In the end, you're going to get rewarded. So why is he saying Vesoifa covered Lavoi? Why is he saying Vesoifa covered Lavoi? Do it by Ava. You know, it's not that you're going to, you have to, I have to reassure you. Do it by Ava, but in the end, you're going to get your reward. Why do we need that? Not, it takes away from the Ava if, uh, if I'm re- reassuring you that you're going to get a reward. So I once uh, spoke to the Meshkiyach about this. We learned we learn B'chavrusa. Which Meshkiyach? Oh, okay. Rabatio Solomon. In my Chavrusa, we had Sidorim. So, uh, so you know, we, did, we weren't learning Chumash together, but, you know, when uh, every, you know, sometimes we discuss the Chumash. I asked him this question, what's the Sefer for COVID love? So um, he told me that he asked this question to Rav Chaim Kanievsky. And Rav Chaim Kanievsky told him, I noticed. And when he told me, Rav Matzio, when he told me this, he said, he laughed. He says, Rav Chaim Kanievsky means his, his global view of Shas. He noticed that every time it talks about Ava, it says, Why? 
that because the because the mice of tzaddik abises, when the, when the Mishnah when Antigonus said that they should not be kavodim and shamshim srabam last couple schar, so they thought that there is no schar, and then they went off and they formed their 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 sects their their kfira, and they were kaifer beikir and so tzaddik abises. So he says that you can never say that you're just umava without saying sofa kavod lavai, without reassuring people that you're also, that there will be a reward. It takes away a little bit for Dava, true, but the risk is too high, so always, Chazal always say, Seifa Kavad Lavai. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope to see you again next week.